it's like if teachers are your students and if you can impact teachers, then the impact on kids becomes so exponentially bigger. And um, it was just it was one of those leaps. And, and we just decided to take it. Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Start Ed Up podcast. Got a special edition today because we have on friend, mentor, an all-around good guy. And I don't say that loosely. All-around good guy, Matt Miller, author of Ditch That Textbook, among other things, which we're going to get into. One of the reasons why I love this episode, though, is we kind of clear the air a little bit on some of the perils of being a teacherpreneur and also some of the you know, ups and downs of what he decided to do on, on the, the gut-wrenching check to either stay in the classroom or be a teacher of teachers as well. Uh, so it's for these reasons that I love this episode of that. And just honestly, it, to know Matt Miller is to really, uh, I love the guy. Uh, I think that his candor in this episode was was great. Um, and so that there's a lot of teachers out there that will take a listen to this and I think understand uh, the journey that some people go through when they want to write that book or when they want to start doing those seminars and things of that nature. So uh, whether you're a teacher or an entrepreneur or a student, I think that you're going to love this episode. Also, we don't grow unless people share these episodes and share these episodes you guys are doing. I sincerely appreciate that. Uh, that is like gold to us. Also, when you leave comments on Facebook or if you leave a review on iTunes, that's gold. Also, shameless plug, this was an idea of a couple of my students. They wanted to work on Alexa voice skills. So if you like the podcast, uh, we are now doing a three-minute version for Alexa morning briefings. So if you have a, um, an echo or a dot, you can now request Start It Up Morning Motivation. Or if you just say Start It Up and you look it up, there you will find it. Again, it's a two- to three-minute morning daily podcast that... Started off as a fun experiment for my students, and now they're finding clients because other people want to have this on there. So, again, if you have an Alexa, uh, look up Start It Up or Start Ed Up Morning Motivation. Thanks to my students, Nate Whirler and Brady Anderson. Anyway, all right, back to the podcast. I know you're going to love this one. Without further ado, Matt Miller. All right, joining me now by phone. And maybe if if two squirrels can run in a cage and fire up your internet, Matt Miller, how you doing, man? <laughs> I am good, man. Yeah, those two squirrels. That's kind of what it feels like out here in the middle of the no and nowhere with uh, with rural internet. Sometimes that is the truth. Yeah, but you got your own little slice of heaven. I've been out there, so you know, out yeah. in the countryside, and it's wonderful. But yeah, sometimes the internet's a little slow. Well, a yep. thank you for uh, joining me. It, it's kind of a weird thing because you know when you have to host a friend you're like okay so what are we going to talk about that one time when yeah. uh but obviously you've got a ton of things going on so I'm going to pretend like I didn't know a lot about what you've done because I do but yeah um one of the things that I, I when I first met you um my jaw was on the ground because you have been doing a lot of things and I, the thing that I love is you've always been providing value to others except, mm -hmm. um, I should say except, but you've also, you know, done a side hustle. You're like, hey, I've, I've yeah. got some things here. I've got some things there. I think I can put it out to an audience, test it and see mm -hmm. what it does. And um, you, you've made quite a splash, obviously, in, in, the, in the education sector. Tell me when you were teaching there in rural Indiana, when you thought, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put myself out there and just kind of become an entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, well... 
it, it actually started way before I realized I could be an entrepreneur. Um, I, I, uh, I went to college as a journalism major and I was a newspaper reporter right out of college, did several internships, um, during college. So, um, after a little while, I realized that I hated the day-to-day reporting life. Um, my wife is a teacher and it just seemed like a logical next step for me. To, I, I realized what I really loved was coaching writers on their stories and not being a reporter. So, um, you know, so way back I had the writing bug and, uh, several years into my career, after I finally started to get my, my feet settled under me as a teacher, I started thinking, man, I kind of miss writing. You know, I, I really liked, you know, creating a feature story about somebody or, you know, putting all the details away that could really help people out. And so I started a blog. I just started a free wordpress.com blog and I was writing for nobody. Um, you know, they, uh, they joke that whenever you start a blog, it's a blessing and a curse that nobody's paying attention. You know, obviously it's a curse because you feel like you're shouting in the wind, but it's a blessing because yeah. whenever you're horrible, it gives you some time to practice. And, um, finally, finally, slowly, some people started to catch on and, um, I was, you know, sharing things out on social media conferences I went to. And, um, I started to, I started to realize that some of these conferences that I would go to would pay for speakers sometimes. And I thought, Oh, well, you know, beats getting into freezing cold water at the high school pool and teaching swimming lessons for weeks of a summer, you know? And so I started doing that. And that's when I started to realize that the, I, I was also frustrated that in teaching, there is a ceiling above you as far as, you know, I mean, if you're a teacher and you're doing what you love, that's great. But there's like not a whole lot of room for advancement and doing other things. And um, I finally found kind of a way around the ceiling and in some way there. And that's that's when I finally started to realize that there is a whole other world aside from just doing the traditional 8 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Monday through Friday. Yeah. And but you know, you go from, and I'm helping me, I'm doing this the right way. You were, you were teaching Spanish and yeah. all of a sudden you're the ditch to textbook guy. You're starting to look for a lot of tech tools. Was that yeah. a hard crossover? I mean, what, did people take you seriously at first? Like, wait, don't you take Spanish? Or did it seem natural because you did so much <laughs> at tech integration? Yeah, it was, it was pretty natural because, um, I, I really did use a ton of technology in my classroom. I kind of felt like I was a crash test dummy of sorts because I would see something and I would think that it looked cool and I would try it out in my class and what seated I would pass on to people. And if it failed, I was transparent about that and I would talk about what didn't go right. And um, so, yeah, I think um, the the thing that people seem to appreciate and value is if you can give them something that helps. And it didn't matter if I had no experience and didn't know, you know, seemingly didn't know what I was talking about. If I could give them solutions, they would listen to me. And I think that's what it was, was I was just, I was trying to build value for other people. And for the longest time, I wasn't even looking at it as an entrepreneur. I was just trying to help and trying to sort of establish a name for myself as somebody who knew how to help, who knew how to provide you something that was going to be of value to you. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I think that's how we got introduced is that 
Um, mm-hmm. People were telling me like, you know, I'm from Indiana, you're from Indiana, so we have to know each other, right? And I'm like, no, who? Right. You know, I, I hadn't known you yet. And then every, this is, uh, you know, this isn't just me, you know, trying to be nice, but like everybody's yeah. like, oh, Matt helps everybody. And, and, that is, <laughs> and that is the one thing that I truly have enjoyed watching you uh, grow and thrive is because yeah. uh, there's no selfishness about you. And, and I love that because you mm-hmm. have, um, and, and we'll get to sometimes the ugly side of some of these things, but um, yeah. you, you, you have always helped other teachers and, and helped other students and parents. Um, no, yeah. I was, I was just kind of alluding to it. There's been, there's been a couple times and I, I'll, I'll harken back to that. I think it was, it was a New York times piece that I did about some, Oh yeah. I hate the term rock star yeah. teachers. I do. Um, yeah, I but do too. man, there was some just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. cheap people were taking, you know, shots at people that are out there doing things. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I will say, yeah. I, I, I saw that you were, you know, I, I, I never saw anybody taking shots at you because I was like, okay, that doesn't fit Matt. However, I'm expecting you've incur- encountered a little of that, correct? Sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I just saw, and you see all sorts of stuff on Twitter. Uh, and this one wasn't directed at me, although I've had some that are directed at me. But I somebody say, um, you know, here's here's the way to, uh, you know, teacher stardom is you get you you write a bunch of stuff on Twitter that'll get a bunch of retweets and then you write a book and then you leave the classroom and then you go and you collect your millions or you know something like that it was somebody who was kind of like bitter and jaded about the whole process and it's like no no it doesn't exactly work that way because you see I think I really think that if you're in it for those reasons people see right through that and there are some people out there that, that, I mean, in education, but also everywhere uh, that are like that. And I am so thankful that now, um, especially in the, in the world that we live in, in the internet age, that being, um, you know, being able to provide value, being helpful to people is what can really get you ahead. I mean, it makes me think back to you, you and I have, both probably listened to about every word that Gary Vaynerchuk has, has said or written. And it makes me think back to the thank you economy, you know, the idea that if you provide value to people, it's that idea of reciprocity. And it's so funny because, you know, we're, we're, you talk about, you know, being an entrepreneur and startup culture and everything. And a lot of times you think, you know, you've got to go out out there and kind of went the opposite direction. And I had no plans for turning this into a career at first. I just really honestly, truly wanted to help people. And I think, you know, in, in my space in education, but also all over the place in entrepreneurship now, I think that that is a really cool shift that people seem to have made. You know, yeah, you said something earlier that it was kind of the parting shot that Oh, this is how you make your millions. And I too, I'm like, (laughs) but, but like, let's just back up. Oh, so you write a blog, you put things on Twitter, you sell a book and then you retire. So I'm thinking at at what other profession would we not say, Oh, good for you. And that's that's been my only beef is like, like, you know, first of all, you took a different track. Right. So, and, and, and secondly, the whole, mm-hmm. the implied yeah. selfishness of it wasn't there, but, but just backing up, like if somebody like worked for the Ford plant 
and they got on Twitter and mm -hmm. they started a cool mm -hmm. life at Ford Twitter page. And yeah. they kind of had funny, witty stories about life at the assembly line. And mm -hmm. he wrote or she wrote a book about life at Ford. And then they're yeah. like, I can quit Ford. No one's mad. No, no one. And so yeah. I like, I, I understand like there's a nobility and people are like, Oh, you're in it. Not for the money. And I fine. Yeah. You know, I didn't, but that doesn't mean to say that, Oh, let me take a life of, you know, <laughs> like yeah. let me take a life where I have to teach swimming <laughs> lessons during the summer. Not that if you want to teach right. swimming lessons, if you, but you right. know, I, I will say this, no one will buy ditch that textbook unless it provided value. No one exactly. put a gun to anybody's head and said, Oh, read this book or Matt's going to have to teach swimming lessons. I, I, I think right. that's where, <laughs> I think that's where I got a little bit bothered is because that article when it came out is like, hey, these teachers are doing amazing things and they're bringing some of the outside yeah. world into their classroom and they get a few perks. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. how dare they? Yeah. I, I struggled with that. I struggled. And, and that's why I see what you're doing uh, and I love it. And, um, you know, you are being entrepreneurial, but, you know, like you alluded to, it's a thank you economy. Um, now, yeah. I, will, I will say with a side note, I do understand a little bit of the, of the talking head fatigue um, there has been some people yeah. on the lecture circuit that I'm like, if if I hear one more time what they have to say, because it's been the same thing for the last <laughs> eight years. Okay, I get it. Yep. I do. Although, yep. you know, although credit lazy conference planners. Like yeah. if people yeah. are like, okay, we're tired of hearing that. Like I, I you know, I, I like to hear new voices. I like to hear who's coming up and all that other good stuff. Um, yeah. But I yeah. will say, I, I like it's it's it bugged me a little bit when when uh, people like you guys uh, took took a little little crapola from that article. Um, although going yeah. back to your story, so I, and I know you well enough. I know the answer to this. But when was that day, <laughs> and how difficult was it when you're like, okay. I, I am out there. I, I've I, the book thing's going well. I need to leave the classroom. Yeah. When did that occur to you, and how hard was that? That's so funny. I was just talking to somebody about this today. Um, yeah, that it, it. This was this was a, a real interesting time because I'd been in the classroom for eleven years at that point. Ditch that textbook publishes in March of my eleventh year teaching, and I was already starting to you know, do some, do some presentations and, you know, do some stuff, um, within the state of Indiana and beyond. And, um, the, the book comes out and that all of those requests for me to come and do full day workshops and, you know, work with teachers and stuff, um, that all starts to really ramp up. And by the end of the year, this is like May, you know, we've got a couple of weeks left in school and all of my personal days are already booked for the entire next year. <laughs> And so my wife and I are looking at each other and we're like, this stuff, keep, there, there's a demand for this, you know? Um, and, and, uh, and it's like you said before, you know, I, I would like to say that there wouldn't be a demand there if there wasn't value being pro provided to teachers and in turn to, to students. And so we look at each other and we're going, we either need to start saying yes to everything or start saying no to everything there was this moment, this like kind of tipping point. And it was made even more difficult because we had been saving and saving and saving and planning and planning for, you know, basically 15 years, you know, since we, since we had been dating um, to, uh, to build the, the house of our dreams, which is actually a pretty modest house. But, um, you know, so we were right in the middle of a house build. We were, you know, 
in this this situation we had to we had to make that call and so eventually what happened was i asked for a one year leave of absence like an unpaid leave of absence for my teaching jobs kind of like my uh, security net in case things totally fell apart and um we started saying yes to everything and it wasn't like there was a moment of you know where it was like totally totally clear um, we're the praying type. And so, you know, there was a lot of praying, there was kind of a peace over this decision, but it wasn't like there was a blinding flash of light that said now is the time. And so, you know, we, it, it was a risk. I walked away from a very stable job where I probably could have continued teaching happily for the rest of my career in the same school as my kids and my wife. And I walked away and there, you know, there were some people in our community that were not thrilled about it. You know, I don't think the term sellout came out, but I think, you know, it was kind of hovering around that word. And I just kept going back to the fact that, you know, this isn't for everybody, but, you know, some people, some people are in the position where they can do this, where, you know, the, it's like if teachers are your students and if you can impact teachers, then the impact on kids becomes so exponentially bigger. And um, it was just, it was one of those leaps and and we just decided to take it. Yeah. I love that story. I, I Although <laughs> you, you said there wasn't a shot of lightning or a bolt of lightning and you're like, okay, now is the time, but I will probably bet. And I kind of am hoping you have a cool story here. When mm-hmm. did it all, when did it all occur to you? When was that seminal moment where you're like, yep, I made the right call. Was that at a conference? Was it speaking? Was it, I mean, when did you know that there was now no doubt? Like you, like you said, I, first of all, I love what a great idea to have that one year kind of catch all. Like if it doesn't work out, I can always go back. Um, but yeah. what, what in that year made you go? Yep. And there's no going back. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, uh, I think it was, it was the idea that I was, you know, there, there were days, there were days where I would go and travel and present, you know, in Indiana and around the United States and everything. But there were those days where I was at home and I was making stuff to help teachers. And I got to, I, I really do feel like this is, this is the kind of weird thing about the, the position that I'm in is that the presentations that I go do um, fund my project habit. So um, it, it was basically funding me being able to do more and better blog posts and to start a podcast and to create more videos and to make things that I knew teachers loved that would support students. And I found myself getting wrapped up in these projects and I'm going, oh my goodness, this is like, you know, I was, I was the kid when I was little where I would cook up some sort of crazy thing where I remember one time I decided I was going to try to code, um, you know, the, the football game I was playing on the Sega Genesis. I was going to code it in basic, which was nuts. And, but it was a project and I was excited about it. Or I would make a lemonade stand. It was a project and I was excited about it. I'm just one of those weird project people that loves to make things. And I'm looking at it and I'm going, I get to support teachers and I get to make projects that help them. And this is my job. And I thought, you know, that was the moment where I'm going, yeah, as long as I can do this, as long as I can serve teachers who in turn serve students. Yeah. I'm never going back. That's awesome. That's a great moment. (laughs) 
<laughs> so you're not you're not laying on the beach with a mai tai counting all your money and, and laughing maniacally. <laughs> I'm laughing maniacally at that statement, but that's uh, about it. There's uh, you know there's there's somebody from my my old school that every once in a while will come up to me and goes, "Hey, how's retirement going for you?" And I'm like. I am working five times harder right now trying to keep up with everything than, than I did in the classroom. Not to say that I didn't work hard in the classroom and that teachers don't work hard in the classroom, but yeah, it's, no, it's just a different kind of hard work. You know no, what I mean? That's a really good point. I mean, all of a sudden you're, you're yeah. an expert and the updates and technology and you have to keep up to the updates and technology. Yeah. Now you also segued about, you know, now I have time to do some of these other projects. Let's go, yeah. let's unpack that, you know, from some of the things that are about to come out to, you know, you, you've had now two like digital summits. Um, talk to us about that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was the funniest thing that kind of happened on a whim because, um, there were a couple of people, a couple of, uh, bloggers or podcasters that I, uh, respect and they put on one of these things called digital summits. And I didn't really know about them, but once I started to realize what they were, I was hooked because basically what it is, is it's almost like, an online conference uh, that they put on for free and they have one speaker a day and it's basically just like Q&A format. You know, the host brings somebody on and interviews them and tries to provide value to the readers by asking the right kinds of questions. And, um, you know, I, I watched a couple of these and I was like, first of all, I'm in love with this. And second of all, this can't be that hard to do. You know, I looked at it and I thought, I can record video using Google Hangouts on air. I can make a website. I can send some emails with links to the videos. I could totally do this. And so, of course, you know, the way that I roll is I think that something's going to take X number of time, amount of time, and it ends up taking three or four X amount of time. So it ended up being a lot more time consuming, but I launched it uh, in December, not uh, last December, but the December before. And... I really didn't know that's, that's part of the thing with all these crazy projects that I cook up is I never know what's going to go over, what people are really going to love and what people are going to ignore. Um, and it went berserk. I mean, offering free professional development from some of the, some of my favorite presenters, people who were res- well-respected and you got free professional development credit for it. And it was just like this magical mix. And we had thousands of people from around the world the first year. And then the last year I did it again. And we had twice as many people as we had the year before. And um, that's kind of the beauty of, again, I keep going back to it, the beauty of the internet age that we can bring all of these people together you know, I'd have presenters from California and, you know, you, which is like an hour and half away from my house and people on the East and in Florida and just all this. And we could bring them into people's living rooms with a cup of coffee in their pajamas on the couch and they could get professional development credit for it. And it's just like this, this magical combination. So it's, that's been one of the coolest, one of the most fun projects that I've gotten to do. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and and watching that, the, the whole virality of it on, on Twitter and like, hey, the next one's up and sharing it and everything else. It was it was pretty special to watch. And, uh, you know, to go to piggyback on that just real fast, sure. that goes back again to that whole thank you economy thing. The, the idea that whenever you give and you're providing people value, then they want to give back. And, um, you know, that I really felt like people... Tell them, man, you ought to be charging money for this. 
you know, you, you totally could, could make a killing on this. And I thought, well, A, this is kind of like a love letter to my readers, you know, to the people who have supported me and followed me. I can do something cool. I have the potential of doing something cool here. So I'm going to do it. And um, so, yeah, that and yeah, it just it just ended up turning into this really, really cool thing. Yeah. So Nolly hit that medium. Then all of a sudden you and Casey then start doing the podcast. Tell us about that. Right. Oh, yeah. So um, the Google Teacher Tribe podcast, this this was a podcast that was like two or three years in the making because I met my co-host Casey Bell um, from Shake Up Learning, uh, shakeuplearning.com, the blog, and now the book. And um, I met her at Google Teacher Academy, which is now called Google Innovator Academy. And, you know, the whole Google Innovator program is this competitive thing where hundreds of people apply to get into the program and only like 50 are taken. And um, so here it is the end of 2014 and we're both in Austin, Texas and meet each other for the first time. And, you know, immediately we're going, we totally need to do something together. We need to take some kind of project together. And it took us a couple of years to finally figure out that the podcast was a click. And so um, the Google teacher tribe was born. And I think part of the success of the podcast really comes from the fact that it has that word tribe in it. And, you know, we're both mutual fans of Seth Godin and, you know, I've read his book tribes and that big influence on us as we created this, because we wanted, we, it's kind of like what Seth Godin says. He says that there are, you know, there are people waiting for you to lead them and they're all in the same, you know, they're all passionate about the same thing. And, we noticed that there had only been just a couple of, you know, well put together, actually maybe not even well put together um, podcasts about using Google in the classroom. And we knew people were passionate about it. So it seemed like there was this huge vacuum in that space. And it was just begging for somebody to step up and put together, you know, a fairly, <laughs> fairly well produced show that was valuable. And so we gave it our best shot. And, um, it's really, it's really taken off. And it's so funny because I've been doing my blog for five years now. And um, whenever people come up to me, it's not like, oh, I read that one blog post and it was so cool. But it was, it's always, oh, I love the podcast. Oh, I will, I can't wait to listen to the podcast. And so, you know, that just goes to show you that the, the whole idea of audio, of um, how personal it is. And you know, you know this as well as anybody it's so, it's so personal. It makes such an emotional connection and there's some, some real power there. Yeah. yeah I, <laughs> I'll get <laughs> people coming up to me and I'll like share a side story on the podcast and people are like, so what, what Grant ended up doing? I'm like, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. listen to that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was just talking to somebody the other day who said, oh, I'm a big fan of the podcast. And I just stopped for a second and I said, is it weird to hear me talking to you on the phone when I'm always in your ears every Monday morning in the podcast? And she's like, yes, it is so weird. And I said, uh-huh. Hey, it happens to me too. I've got my favorite, po- it's kind of weird for me talking to you. I mean, kind of because I listen to your podcast so much, but yeah, you you know what it's like, you know, no, you, know. somebody that you oh, listen I, to so regularly. The yeah. first time I talked to Stephen Kotler, uh, you know, he, 
he's right. one of my favorite books and and a lot of them yeah. are narrated by Stephen. And so I've yeah. listened to Bold probably eight times in my car. And the first time uh, I talked to him, it was in the car and it was that same reaction. I'm like, <laughs> chapter one. Uh, but now I, I get it. And it is, it's, it's, it's so personal. It's one of the things I thoroughly enjoyed and uh, you know, just being able to be accessible without somebody having to, you know, you can, you can jog and listen and you can, you know, yeah. If you so yeah, I've loved it. So you, you've alluded. Okay. So you've got the digital summit and you got the podcast. I, I sense, yeah. I sense there's something coming up here soon. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, something that I've been trying to talk myself into for years, I'd say for like four years is, um, to offer some sort of online course. And, um, you know, the, the full day workshops that I do in person usually go over pretty well. I mean, I've had so much practice and so much feedback that I've been able to use that feedback and hone it into something that teachers can really use. So, you know, there's, there's something there and I, I really wanted to do a digital version of that for people that couldn't make it to my, my in-person stuff. And so I'm finally pulling the trigger and I'm going to create this, uh, this online course. Um, so the, the course is called tech to learn and it focuses around all of these areas where technology can actually move the needle for learning. You know, it's not like the tech fairy dust that you sprinkle over the things that you're already doing and hope that it helps. These are things that actually can push learning forward. And I, I got to tell you, you know, again, being totally transparent here, I think a big part of the reason that I haven't done it for all of these years has to come back to a lot of self-doubt and fear, which is crazy, you know, because I've done these workshops and, you know, people seem to like them and uh, it's just... If, that, if anybody else that's listening to this is dealing with, you know, self-doubt or fear about trying something new, then they can, they can take heart in knowing that I'm right along with them because it's just, it just continues to go back to that whole thing of, do I really have something that people are w- wanting to, you know, to actually put money down and listen to and watch and learn from? And it's, I tell you what, it's a real thing, but eventually I just told I just had to tell myself, you know what, Matt, you got to get over yourself and you've got to just do the best that you can do. And that's all you can do. And, um, I, there's a, there's a quote from, um, oh gosh, uh, Michael Port, who is, who's real big into public speaking. And I actually put this on a sticky note and put it on my monitor. And he says, you can't be good you can be helpful. And I keep reminding myself of that because I've set myself up to think I've got to create something good. And if not good, then great. And I've got to keep reminding myself, you know, I, I can't be good. Maybe, maybe I'll be good. Maybe, but you can't start that way. You've got to try to be helpful. And so this is my, this is my very, very best attempt at trying to be helpful to help people make sense of using technology in the classroom. I love that. Well, that's a great story. I, plus, that's kind of resonating <laughs> with me. Like, yeah, just well, right. you know, let, let me let me uh, just tell you again. I started off the the podcast uh, giving you accolades, and I'll end it. Uh, the thing that you didn't bring up because you're a good, humble guy. The thing that I've admired is um, 
you know, I've got to the pleasure of meeting your wife. I've got to meet your kids. And Mm -hmm. what I admire is you really blend that so well of being the best dad you can be and still serve a big audience. And and I admire it greatly. I've, I'm, humbled to, to, you know, call you a friend. And then as you grow, um, and, and it's just, I've, I've loved your success, but there is not an ounce of arrogance to you. Uh, you're always willing to put down what you're doing to help, uh, educators and students and parents. So for that, I, I sincerely appreciate it. Um, speaking of well, which, so you, 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 you alluded to some of these things that are going to come out. Where, where can they find it? Yeah. Yeah, uh, if you, I mean, probably the easiest way is to go to dish.textbook.com. Um, I do regular email newsletters. Uh, so actually, I'm going to be, you know, over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be sending lots of messaging out about the course. If you want to be in the pipeline to catch the this textbook digital summit next December, you know, signing up for those email newsletters is really the best way. So if you go to dish.textbook.com in the top right hand corner of the of the site, there's a, a little sign up form where you can get there. And that's, that's where you get all of this crazy stuff that I try. Awesome. Awesome. Well, guys, uh, I hope, well, first of all, Matt, thanks for being transparent and, and sharing that journey. It's, it's uh, yeah. been an amazing one for sure. Uh, I, I recommend that you take Matt up on his offer. Uh, if, if you think that he's totally hoodwinking you and you're like, let's see if this guy's that helpful, put him to the test. I'm telling you, uh, <laughs> he, he's always, he's always uh, wanting to, to provide value. And I, I dig that. So Matt, from one Hoosier to the other, thank you so much yeah. for the podcast and I, continued success, man. I love it. Hey, this has been a pleasure for me, too. I appreciate it, Don. Same to you. All right. All right. There you go. Matt Miller. Check him out. Take him up on his offer. Go to ditchthattextbook.com. Love all the things that he's up to. Also, as I said at the beginning of the show, if you want to check out our new three-minute motivational morning podcast, it is on the Alexa dot and echo you can do your morning flash briefings just look up start ed up all one word or start it up morning motivation until then this is don wetrick reminding you again that opportunities are everywhere we'll see you